this going. In John chapter 2, if, if you want to pull a Bible up and, and look really quick, uh, it's the, the first miracle that Jesus performed. And uh, a lot of people struggle with this first miracle because it, it almost feels like Jesus struggled with it because as you read the account and i won't read the whole thing but i'll tell you it's in john 2 you can go look at it um the the host of the wedding runs out of wine and and to us on the outside that's not such a big deal but in that day it would bring a tremendous amount of shame on the host of the wedding and and jesus's mom knows he can do something about it and it, it kind of aggravates Jesus. I'm glad to see this, that Jesus, from a parent in Scripture, was aggravated with his mother. Any, anybody brave enough to throw their hand up and say, I've been aggravated with my mother? Because we, we all get to that point, as, as adults, we start to feel like we're parenting our, our parents at times, uh, my particular case of that is on social media, I have to parent my parents a lot. More my mom than my dad, but they, they need a little guidance. And thank God they gave me a lot of guidance when I was younger and I can do it with a little bit of tact and, and I can't threaten to spank them like they did me, so it's really not fair. But, but Jesus, um, he, he tries to explain to his mother that his hour hadn't come to to perform and to, to do miracles yet. And, and Mary, being a mom, just did what moms do. You know, tells everybody within earshot of him, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And, and there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification. Six jars. And... And a lot of scholars and archaeologists have worked together and, and believe that these were at least 30-gallon jars. They were big, big pots that were set aside for purification and sanctification rituals. And, and Jesus looked to the guys there and he said, fill those jars with water. And they filled them to the brim and he said, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. And when they take it, and something that you may or may not know, the master of the feast was not the owner of the house or the, the father of the groom. The master of the feast was a hired person who put on this festival, and, and he was a very public official type person who would make you known for throwing a great feast, or he would ruin your name and put you in shame. And... They take this to him and he says, why have you withheld the very best wine until now? And, and we struggled with that. You know, a lot of church people struggle with this as a miracle because of your, your differing thoughts on alcohol. And, and I'm not going to get into that debate today. But what if we look at it from the perspective of Every miracle that Jesus did was to reveal who he was and who the Father was to us as mankind. In the first miracle, 
he takes empty vessels that had been set aside for holy use and he filled them with water, which water is always a representation in, in the gospel as the Spirit of God. He filled them with the Spirit of God and then he gave them a purpose at the end of everything. My mind was just absolutely blown when I thought that, that Jesus in his first miracle was revealing what God desired for us. That we would be vessels that were set aside for his use, that would be filled with his spirit and transformed into something useful and powerful to influence the world around us at the end of this feast called life. I was absolutely blown away as I vacuumed the floor that God began to unpack that for me. That, that his first miracle, the one that he seemed to not want to do, may be one of the most powerful in revealing who he was. Because if there was no Jesus, the pots stay empty and the feast is ruined. If Jesus didn't allow for his spirit to be placed in the jar, they're just a bunch of worthless pots sitting there doing nothing. And if Jesus didn't transform it, then the rest of the world would never know that there was a change in that vessel. And the other thing is that Jesus takes our emptiness and, and, and when we feel like we've just been set aside and we're not worth anything, He'll take that emptiness and He'll fill it with His Spirit and He'll transform you into something that's worth talking about. If that's not a picture of the gospel, I don't know what is. Because my life before Jesus Christ was not worth telling. My story without Him was a story that was destined for heartache and ruin. That's not saying I haven't been through heartache and ruin since. But I know that those are just chapters in a story that has a great ending. So, every time you come across John chapter 2, don't just skim over it as Jesus turned water into wine. Jesus revealed himself as the one who could transform nothing into something worth talking about. We're going to wrap this up this morning.